1: We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute.
0: Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference.
1: Welcome to another episode of Two P's on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two P's.
0: Down south to the land of the pines I'm thumbing my way
1: to North Carolina Staring up the road And pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for Riley I can see my baby tonight
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Two Peas. We are so thrilled that you have joined us. Of course, Gerald is here with you. I'm a very stable pea. You always find this pea floating around there. But I have to bring in my other pea, and it's often a guest host. And this week I'm excited because it is a very frequent collaborator of mine. She's been on many, many times on Two Peas in the past over the last few years. And we've gained a very cool friendship online and through podcasting. But it's Miss yeah. Amanda from Amanda's Picture Show Go Go, also Pot appetite as of late. Amanda, how are you? Welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, Gerald. I'm excited to to do this. It's a weird time in the world, it and is. Uh, I honestly, like being able to talk with my podcast friends is like keeping me sane. <laughs> yeah,
0: same here. You know, it's it's nice to have a little break. It, feels like the same, but it also feels different than Lewis. There's just something weird about it, you know? But yeah. it's, it's funny you bring that up. So, you know, this is the month of April, and I'm trying to get a few episodes in that are kind of, you know, driven to folks that might be quarantined or might be kind of shut in because of the recent coronavirus outbreak, and uh, this is one that I thought would be enjoyable for those folks, because what are we counting down this week, Amanda?
1: We are talking about our top five comfort movies.
0: Yes. Our top five comfort movies. I also was referring to it as our top five happy place movies. Yes. They take take you to your happy place. So I was talking to my wife about this over dinner this evening. I was trying to kind of finalize my list and and order it correctly. And she was, and I was telling her to guess some of mine, right? Uh And she was giving me a lot of great titles, but she was more. Naming like my favorite movies of all time That's a different list for me Than this what about you
1: Yes I totally agree When I I was talking actually to my sister about this earlier Because I told her I was recording with you And I showed her my list And you know she was telling me some of hers And we talked about how These are the movies that like When you're down Or you know Life is just a lot It's what you can put on and it's like it's like a a blanket almost yeah yeah exactly. you know like you can just kind of like curl up with this movie or um a theme that will come throughout my list are movies that i have put on to fall asleep to when i'm having a hard time Oh, okay. and it, and it just like they they feel soothing to me
0: right no i get it i'm you know, I, I should have cross-referenced, like, as far as what which of these would be on my all-time list. I'm sure there's probably a couple of them. But yeah. it's the same thing for me. It's not necessarily that I think they're the greatest movies of all time. It's just that they take me to a place that, that just comforts me. I don't know how else to, to phrase that. It's like... Mm-hmm. Um, you know like a you mentioned blanket so for me it's kind of like a blanket of nostalgia you know i just kind of think back to yeah maybe where i was in my life when the movie came out or when i saw it or maybe something that was happening at the time that i fell in love with the movie and it just makes me feel in other words for that 90 minutes i just feel great and i'm only connected to that movie regardless of what might be going on around us which of course right now is not that yeah. thrilling for most people. <laughs> um, so maybe they could they could use a pick-me-up with some of these flicks. And I'm sure they have movies themselves that they kind of go back to as well in times yeah. of crisis and stuff like that. So, I mean, when you were coming up with the list, was it pretty easy for you? Did you did these come to your head right away?
1: Yeah, I would say out of what ended up in my top five, I had at least three of these the moment you asked me to be on the nice episode i was just like boom boom boom
0: it was like that for two of mine and i got i got a fun little thing that i'll talk about as we get into the list because you know i don't like to spoil it up front any titles right but but my son and i watched three uh i introduced him to three movies that made my list uh for for comfort movies now in my top 10 but he had never seen them and i introduced him to i was like you know i think these are going to be on my list i had not seen them in a a handful of years you want to watch these flicks man because i own them on most of them on blu-ray and uh, so I've seen three of my top seven uh, recently in the last like three days. So, oh, uh, that's awesome. And he enjoyed it. He sat there. He's six years old, for those that don't know. So it's hard to keep his attention yeah. sometimes. Uh, but he sat through them and he enjoyed them. So I'll mention those when they come around on my list. But if you're ready, Amanda, this might be a shorter episode. I just want to give people, you know, my friend Dan and I, I don't know if you listened, but last week we did a similar thing, but we did it with TV shows. And shows that, you know, we feel like are binge-worthy, that we need to we need to get on the boat and kind of start watching those programs. And yeah. This is, this is kind of the same thing. I mean, people, not everyone, of course, but a lot of people are shut in in their homes right now because there's a lot of stay-at-home orders. And, obviously, coronavirus is getting worse by the day, so people are being encouraged yeah. not to be out. So, you know, what are you going to do? Put on a movie, put on a TV show, and, and try to enjoy yourself for a couple hours, so...
1: Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, I, I realized all of these that I have on my list, I own. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, in general, you're going to own those movies that comfort you. But I'm going to pull up um, this app that I have called Just Watch. hmm And you can figure out where everything is streaming that way for both your movies and oh, mine. please do,
0: yes. Please do. We
1: can tell people where they can watch them right now.
0: Please do. That's a good idea because I... Because you're right, I own all mine, so I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think about it. But I guess yeah. people, people aren't gonna have me mailing them my Blu-ray. You know what I mean? So, right, <laughs> uh, that's a great idea, and I really appreciate you doing that. That's really cool. Five, four, three, two, one, and here we go. All yeah, right, so yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what. Why don't you get us started? You know, you're the lady on the panel, and you are the guest, so I always like you to start things off. So, what is your number five? I guess we're calling them comfort movies, right? Yeah. Let's go with that. Let's go with comfort movie. What's your number five?
1: My number five. Uh, this movie has come up before when I have been on the podcast.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I, uh, I think when you hear it, you will not be surprised, but. Um, my number five is the Sound of Music.
0: Oh, okay, all right. I'm yeah. not. Su- I'm not surprised at all. I thought you might be going in a different direction that was like kind of not comfort, <laughs> but but uh- I... But this makes sense now. The sound <laughs> yeah. music makes sense. You know I'm not a huge, huge fan of this, right? we have I feel like we've talked about this before.
1: Yeah, I think we did when I <laughs> brought this up on biopics. Uh, biopics, <laughs> that's right,
0: yeah. I feel like you try to squeeze this one in, so I should have seen this coming. But, you know, my wife's in love with this movie, and this is a movie that we do mm-hmm. own. And I, I've seen it, and I, I'm pretty familiar with it. I just, I don't know. I just... I know you've heard me talk about it before, but I just personally have a tough time with musicals in general. Every once in a while, uh, one will come along that I'll look at it differently for for some reason that's really not explainable. But The Sound of Music, I don't know if it was the era or I came to it so much later. I don't know. But I know that you have a huge affinity for it. So talk a little bit about why this is a a comfort to you.
1: Yeah, this... I, I think I have mentioned before, but it's not like everybody's listened to every episode, but I absolutely adore The Sound of Music. It is my all time favorite musical. I used to watch it daily, like <laughs> literally every single day as a kid.
0: Nice. <laughs> um,
1: my poor family. And, uh, as I think that you're going to find a theme in my list that, uh, music is definitely a theme. I will say this is the only, straight up musical in my top five
0: okay
1: um but there's something about this movie and i was so lucky was it uh not this past summer but like summer of 2018 i was able to see it on the big screen
0: Mm, i think you may have mentioned that to me before too well, that's cool. And
1: it was just so awesome to see it on the big screen. And there's just something all the music brings me such joy. And I think that's another thing with this list as I was finding like it, there it's movies that are very comforting to me but also that spark joy.
0: Right, right. And
1: so like I said, I watched this every single day as a kid. I used to fall asleep listening to the soundtrack every night for a couple of decades. Um <laughs>
0: And well, it just, I, it, I don't know.
1: It just, it's one of those things I can put it on anytime. In fact, I have, there was one time in high school I was at a party and I was miserable and my best friend uh from home shout out vicky uh was also there and we were super bored and we were like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna fast forward to every song in the sound of music and sing along because we don't like anyone at this party
0: wow nice i think we talked about this when you were on before too but that the remake on the nbc a couple years ago you saw that right Oh it was, yeah, it wasn't good. We talked about that, right?
1: Yeah, I yeah. I think we did. It yeah. it was horrible. Yeah, don't go for the the remake with Carrie Underwood. It's the original. It's yeah, the it's one the from original. 1965. Best picture winner. And I did double check. It is streaming on Disney Plus.
0: Oh no! Well, there you go. I found out Disney Plus is getting Onward tomorrow.
1: Oh my gosh! Did, did
0: you know that they're releasing it tomorrow? Which For those listening, it'll be Friday, April 3rd. So by the time you hear this, it'll be on Disney Plus. So that's pretty cool. They're doing that. Yeah. Which Uh, that
1: was the last movie I saw in theaters. Uh,
0: me too. No, I went to see Invisible Man a second time. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but that was the last. That was the last one I saw in theaters And I saw onward right before that. Okay, so your number five is The Sound of Music. Like you said, I'm not surprised. I, I don't know why I didn't think about it though going into tonight, but I, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, of course, absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> the Sound of Music, a pure Amanda pick there. So <laughs> I got a, I got comedies on my list. You know, comedies. You know, yeah. Like I, I love a good. Drama. We were talking about biopics earlier. I love a good biopic. Obviously, you know, I love horror movies. But there's something about a comedy where something, and maybe it's because of my immaturity a little bit <laughs> and the fact that I <laughs> had kind of have like a 12 year old brain, you know, but that I've seen it a hundred times and I still laugh at it. I know the jokes, I know when they're going to be delivered, I can quote them. You know, you know what I mean? And, but mm-hmm. I still laugh at them every time. And that's just so comforting to me to be able to go back to that, that I know that I'm going to get humor out of it, even though I've heard the jokes over and over and over again. But my first one is at number five. is a movie called Days and Confused, which I know you're also a fan of.
1: Oh, my God, yes.
0: So uh, Richard Linklater, and it came out in 1993, Matthew McConaughey's uh, introduction to the world and to Hollywood in this film. Uh, you very young Ben Affleck is kinda of, kind of the, you know, brute idiot in the movie. But <laughs> yep. just so funny and it's it's a period piece. It takes you back to the nineteen seventies. You know, I was born in seventy five, so obviously I don't remember any of that period, but my parents were a product of that time and just the hippie movement and the stoners and just that whole vibe, you know, and it takes that, but it just kind of creates this really cool comedic story just kind of following these friends over the course of a night at the end of at the end of the school year right before summer vacation uh, in the Bicentennial, uh, 1976. So Mm -hmm. it just makes you, I don't know, it just takes you back there. Even though I don't have any personal knowledge of that time, I feel like I'm so connected to it through this movie. I just think it's a great piece of filmmaking. And it's hilarious. I mean, I I get a kick out of so many characters in this movie. So that's my number five, Days of Confused. I know you like this one, too.
1: Yeah, I love this movie, and when you said earlier, like, the year list has a lot of, like, a nostalgia blanket, this movie, like you said, like, I was not alive in the 70s, mm-hmm. and I still feel like I have a nostalgia for this movie of right. a time that I wasn't even there for.
0: Exactly, that's kind of what I was trying to say, too, it's just, it's weird how it captures that, and then... Uh, you know and the fact that my dad saw this movie too before he passed in 96 so he he saw this movie and he loved it and knowing that he grew up in that time uh, it was just really cool so it's what the soundtrack's amazing you can't oh my
1: gosh yes
0: you can't beat some of the characters in this movie but also how they interact with, with each other is so cool i just i mean such little stupid stuff makes me laugh that most people might not even realize you know like there's uh the scene when Ben Affleck gets introduced to the to the, to us, to the audience, and he mm-hmm. comes in to the school and he pulls up and he's being a prick, you know, because that's his whole aura. And he's talking to the other guys. <laughs> he's trying to get, you know, they're trying to get the quarterback to sign the agreement or whatever. And he, he crumbles it up and throws it in, in the yard. And the black guy goes over and picks it up and he goes, what are you doing? Picking up trash? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why. It just cracks me up. Ben Affleck just being such an asshole in that movie, you know?
1: Oh, um, my God. He he is he's an absolute <laughs> dick throughout the whole thing but like brilliantly so
0: abandoned abandoned yeah yep All right, Oh, so and I five. did
1: check that one is streaming on stars
0: oh nice you're gonna have to do that every time because I'm going to forget that's fine <laughs> so thank you for remembering so stars is currently streaming days and confused that's my number five and by god if anybody hasn't seen it watch it immediately at least if you're old enough to do so there's a lot of profanity and stuff like that in it but it is it is hilarious so Oh, and i got to mention Parker Posey. I love her in it. Oh,
1: she's so great.
0: So good in that movie. So, yeah, Days and Confused, my number five. What's your number four, Amanda?
1: My number four, uh, this is the newest movie on my list. And it really has become a comfort movie for me in the past couple years. Uh, It's one, again, if I'm kind of feeling down, I'll put it on. And it just like washes over me it is to all the boys i've loved before
0: oh okay that is that's really what you think of the sequel
1: i still have only watched the opening sequence what um (laughs) what I know, I know. Because and during you had a quarantine? Messaged me oh, come like, on, oh I my thought God, you were it's, it's the song. And I turned it on and I watched that. And then I stopped because I keep hearing it's yeah. not as good. And I like, I just, so as we were talking about, like. I mean, it's not, but it's okay.
0: I mean, it's, it's.
1: Are different from like favorite movies, like my favorite movie of all time is The Godfather, but that's not exactly a comforting movie. Mm-hmm. And I still have never seen The Godfather 3 because I love to live in my world of the perfectness of the first two. And okay. I feel like I'm in that right now with To All the Boys I've Loved Before, where I'm just living in my bubble of the first one.
0: Okay. Well, that kind of that kind of makes sense. But I'll tell you, I mean, it's not like it's a piece of shit. I mean, it, it's good, especially for somebody that's so in love with the original. I feel like you'd yeah. like it. Now, I am in the camp that, you know, the first one is, is better. I mean, definitely. But it's a good continuation. And what's the uh, lead actress's name? I love her. She's very uh, charismatic.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Lana Condor.
0: Yeah, I love her. She's, and I mean, you know, she's the same character in the sequel. And, uh, but you, but yeah, the, the original is, is much better. <laughs> You're right.
1: It, it just, I. I love it. I love how it references other Mm rom-coms and the way that it just... It's a sweet little high school story, and I know, like, I've talked to you about it before, about how I think it's one of the the best, like, rom-coms that we've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's a Netflix movie, so it's only streaming on Netflix, but it's just the chemistry between the two leads is just electrifying I think and it's so sweet and without ever I think that's another theme that I kind of have in mind is a lot a lot of mine are ones that you could watch as a family
0: right right
1: and I didn't necessarily do that on purpose it's just kind of how it. like those were just the ones that I found comforting mm-hmm. and there's just i still laugh at that movie i seriously the because it came out in 2018 right i'm pretty Mm. sure
0: i think so yeah and
1: i think by the time that year ended i had already seen it at least seven times
0: wow so you're a fan
1: I am a fan, and I do, like, I can, I will just put it on and just let it kind of wash over me. It's like one of my perfect background movies. Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. I
1: just love it.
0: I need, to re- I need to revisit it. I saw it the one time, and I actually saw it on your recommendation. I don't know if you know that, but I can't remember why it came up on another, I don't know if it came up on my show or if it came up like when we were chatting, but I actually watched it on your recommendation. I enjoyed it, so to all the boys I've loved before that's surprise. I knew you I know you love that movie but I was surprised I didn't think you were gonna go there so that's your number four all right so I'm about to have a run on 80s movies the rest of my list is from the 1980s and you know I'm an 80s junkie and uh, yes you are you know, <laughs> <laughs> born in 75 so I had a lot of you know my my childhood and adolescent years kind of flowing into the 80s and into the 90s and I had my 90s pick with days confused but the rest are 80s so this is one of the ones that I just introduced to my son two nights ago. Uh, we watched it. Obviously, he's out of school, so he's home all the time, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we had a couple we had a couple movie nights recently to try to <laughs> lessen that blow a little bit. But one of the ones we watched that I absolutely love that's a five star movie for me is 1987's The Princess Bride by Rob Reiner. You seen mm-hmm. The Princess Bride? Obviously, oh, or no?
1: Absolutely okay. I uh, this was
0: going to be a blind spot for you for a second, the way you Oh,
1: talking. nope. Uh, this is on my list later on. So, okay, uh, all
0: right, good. Hey, I'll, I was uh, <laughs> I was wondering if we were comforted by the same thing, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I'll just, you know, give a little break. I mean, I've talked about this on my show before, actually. Wesley and Buttercup were in my top five cinematic romances of all time. Uh, I just, I mean it's it's an adventure it's a love story it's so damn funny too though and mm-hmm. it's kind of silly it's almost like a it's almost played like for a comedic value almost like a Monty Python type kind of thing where it's like so over the top and so silly but it still has a realism to it because you or at least me cheer for <laughs> you know the central couple in the movie which is wesley and buttercup so so much that Mm -hmm. that you kind of overlook all this kind of crazy stuff that's obviously you know you have to suspend disbelief uh but you know so many one-liners and so many off characters andre the giant in this is tremendous uh vincini played by wallace sean is one of the greatest character actors of all time and the scene where he drinks from the goblin and dies is just absolutely uh-huh. to, to date one of the best scenes
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man it's just too good <laughs> but yeah I introduced this to my six year old two nights ago and he uh, he dug it and I think that it's gonna be oh. one of those movies kinda like the Wizard of Oz that we watch probably once a year and uh, when my other son gets old enough I'll, I'll be sure to show him as well but I could talk about the Princess Bride all night I know it's coming up on your list later but that's my number yeah. four, and uh, I'll I'll wait for you to come around and talk about it when it's on your list, if you'd like. But what's yeah, your number I'll three? I'll
1: wait because I have lots of thoughts. But it's I love that it's on your list too. This is this makes me so happy.
0: Yeah, me too. I was like I said, I was actually really was curious if we would have any crossover, but that's uh that's my number four. So I'm glad we had a little bit of crossover at least. Amanda, what's your number three, hun?
1: My number three, uh, coming back to movies you can watch with the family. Uh This is one I have watched with my nephews countless times. I take them every summer to see it in theaters uh, at a local place that does book to screen. And this is another movie. It brings me joy. I love the music in it. It makes me laugh still every single time I watch it. It is Fantastic Mr. Fox.
0: Now, this is one I haven't seen. It's a blind spot for me. and I think you got on me when <gasps> I mentioned that last time uh Uh, is uh your boy right this is um
1: wes anderson wes
0: anderson that's right yeah
1: yeah i know i i've heard i think andy mention it before on past episodes
0: and i think you messaged Um, me and you said you need to see this because on that episode i think i probably told him i hadn't seen it yet
1: i think so i (laughs) i've been listening to some older episodes recently (laughs) Actually this week I've been listening to you a lot cuz it took me like 4 or 5 days to get through the zombie episode cuz
0: oh. listening to
1: zombies <laughs> during a pandemic is just not the best thing for my
0: You know it's so, it so funny. I was like hitting, I was hitting up our, my buddy Justin Winters and I was like, "Hey man, I wonder if we should do like a, you know, outbreak top 5 like, you know, like Contagion and Outbreak and 28 Days Later." And then this mm-hmm. thing, this thing got real, real fast, and I was like, "Nah, let's just wait on that. <laughs> I don't think I want to do that right now. I don't uh-huh. think it was going to help people at this point." But yeah, no, but yeah, the zombie yes. episode was a lot of fun though. But uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you listening to that too because you don't do horror, so that's that's very, very I flattering. don't,
1: but I love listening to your podcast. So uh, yeah, it just took me quite a long time to get through it. <laughs> I had to like listen in chunks in the but, daylight, yeah, So I've been listening. With your eyes over.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well fantastic Mr. Fox talk, talk a little bit about it because this is a blind spot for me I've never seen it so what's what comforts you about this
1: so uh, part of it is the, the humor I just think is fantastic it's very much my sense of humor I love that it's stop motion animation I'm a huge fan of stop motion animation and this is by far my favorite animated movie of all time I love wow, the detail. really? Yes. Your
0: favorite animated movie of all time, eh? Yep. Okay. No, that's I, okay. This is a bomb drop, that's all, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> I adore this movie. I have the soundtrack that I listen to regularly as well on CD, because I'm old, and mm-hmm. I it's just it's so much fun. And like I said, I watch it with my nephews a lot, which I think that's... One of the things as I was making my list is, uh, like you've said, the nostalgia thing. I think a lot of memories that are comforting. And this came out shortly after my husband and I started dating in 2009. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of the first movies that we saw in theaters that we just went like, oh my god, this is so us. Like, this is just perfect and he got it my first birthday gift from him was this movie and it just i love the animation i love the voice act meryl streep does the uh the mom george clooney You, you just jason schwartzman i know jason schwartzman's voice from this movie so well that i saw another animated film a couple years ago and all i could hear was breathing and i was like that's jason schwartzman breathing and my friend looked at me like i was nuts and then it was like it was him and i was like why do you know that and i was like because i've seen fantastic mr fox so many times wow
0: i know his breathing even nice so is this uh where's where does isle of dogs fall for you that's him too right that's wes anderson as well
1: Yeah, Isle of Dogs is a lot lower for me. Um, Okay.
0: Well, I saw that one and I really liked it. That's why I'm asking.
1: I do, I do like it, but there's just something. It it doesn't hold a candle to me to Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, I, I, because it's Wes Anderson, of course I enjoyed it and I love stop motion, but, oh man, if, honestly, if I could just lend you my DVD right now, I would.
0: Where is uh, that one? Where's that one streaming? Can you look that up real quick? Because not only for the listeners, but because I think I could watch that with my son, right? My six year old. We, we could check. Oh out. yeah,
1: you totally could. Yeah, my <laughs> nephews love watching this movie with me. Um, it doesn't look like it's streaming anywhere for free, but you oh, okay. can rent it on like Amazon or Redbox or Google Play. Yeah, like four
0: ninety nine type deal. Okay.
1: Voodoo. Yeah, <clears throat> like three ninety nine. It looks like.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we might have to do that then because. He loves stop motion. Did I tell you that he's doing the little stop motions with his Legos? Did I tell you that? So he's no, that's so cute. He's making his own little stop motion movies with his Legos with his iPad. He'll just like take a picture and then move it. Take a picture and move. He's he's got this app where he like sticks them all together. I mean, the kid's six. I don't know how he's doing this. You know, he's self taught on all this stuff. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not like the masterpieces, but you know, it's it's uh, impressive that he's that he's kind of teaching himself how to do all that. So. But yeah, I'll, we'll have, we'll have to check out Fantastic Mr. Fox. So that's your number three. All right. So I'm saying yes. in the I'm saying in the 1980s. I'm just going back one year from my Princess Bride pick to 1986. The iconic, legendary, immortal John Hughes and a film that he did in '86 called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is my number. Oh my! Three. God. As soon
1: as you said '86, I was like, I hope it's Ferris Bueller. <laughs>
0: is it on yours?
1: It is not, but it oh, probably okay. should have been.
0: Okay i
1: love that movie
0: yeah me too i mean it's again it's a a one day snapshot right so it's very similar to the the days and confused arc but it's just that one period of time and it just encapsulates high school and needing a break uh there's a cool love story in there also with ferris and sloan but it's just hilarious i mean the side characters are hilarious the scene with charlie sheen and jennifer gray in the police station is like unbeatable i mean i mm-hmm. i could watch that scene on repeat <laughs> charlie sheen i mean <laughs> i know he's had a long career i know he's kind of a joke now but i mean just generally speaking over the last like 30 years he's got a lot of uh stuff on his resume that's got to be the his best work <laughs> and that one scene is so agree. funny he's-
1: so good in just oh, that he
0: really is that it's, one
1: little scene there yeah just fantastic. sitting
0: just sitting there the way he looks i mean he only has like four or five lines of dialogue you know but he's just so funny oh but and yeah the and makeup
1: I, they do on him so he's uh-huh. so strung out
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would drugs no what are you in here for drugs <laughs> yeah that's <was> great <laughs> uh and then of course the world being introduced to matthew broderick you know i mean he's it, uh, again he's another actor who's got a lot of stuff on his resume and he's I do like him he's great but I mean to me he's always Ferris Bueller. I mean he'll always be Ferris Bueller. That is a character that mm-hmm. will be attached to him forever. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean he just really nailed it and it became an iconic thing. I mean when you create a, an 80s rom-com or teen movie and you know the main character ends up being a Halloween costume for the next 40 years. I mean you did something right, you know what I mean? <laughs> So Absolutely. The, I mean, I could go on and on the parade scene with the Beatles and Wayne Newton and, uh, you know, just just the amazing side characters. It's just a great film. And it it really makes me feel good. Cameron is hilarious. His best friend. Oh, um,
1: just love such, Cameron,
0: such disdain <laughs> that he's going through the world, you know, uh, such a dark humor from that character. But it just makes me smile the entire time. Again, this is a movie that I know frame by frame. Uh, Every scene I've seen a hundred times, but I literally smile and laugh as if it it is the first time I've seen it. Uh, And I think that's what can be said for all these movies. So Ferris Bueller is my Mm -hmm. number three. It didn't make your list, but you're a big fan of it, eh?
1: I'm a big fan, and I just checked. It is on Netflix right now.
0: Yes. I think I might know what I'm doing tomorrow night then. Uh, All right, so (laughs) we're up to our runner-ups. Amanda, what's your number two, huh?
1: My number two, which I'm sure some of my friends who know me will be like, yes, of course, this is your number two. I don't think this has ever come up in any movie discussions we've had before. So this okay. might be a bit of a surprise for you. Uh, so I am a big fan of period pieces. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Jane Austen fan. Mm-hmm. So uh, my number two is the 2005 Joe Wright directed Pride and Prejudice. I never saw it. It I is. I
0: haven't seen it. Who's in that?
1: Beautiful. One? <laughs> it's uh, Kira Knightley plays Elizabeth, and um, Matthew McFadden is Mister Darcy. Who he now is in. Uh, oh, he's in that show on HBO that everybody loves, and I haven't seen yet.
0: Mm, what? <laughs> uh,
1: C- C- it starts with a C. Oh, Chernobyl.
0: Uh, Chernobyl.
1: No chernobyl's fantastic but not uplifting um, um i keep wanting to say collateral that's not it it's like the it's like a family and
0: oh you're talking about succession th- that's it succession okay that's
1: it succession succession yes yeah. there's a c in it it doesn't start with the yeah there's a couple
0: <laughs> c's in there though you're good Wow, that, yeah. we, had, we had a little brainstorm session there. Sorry about that. Okay, Succession is what you were talking about. But go ahead. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Pride and Pride. So, what, uh, what was the year on that one, by the way? I'm sorry, because I think there's been a few versions 2005. Of this, right? Okay, 2005. All
1: right. Yeah, 2005. I absolutely love this adaptation of the book. It's, you know, it's not like beat for beat exactly the same, but it's, an, it's a stunning film. The cinematography in it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The, all of like the set design and everything. It's amazing. It feels really lived in Mm. as opposed to some period dramas. I think they feel a little stodgy and stuffy. Whereas this feels like these people actually live in this house and things like that. It's just absolutely beautiful. This is another one when I was in college. I used to put this on like pretty much every night and I would um, fall asleep watching this and so it's just, Oh, sorry. No, um, I was just go ahead. The, <laughs> uh, the score is one of my all time favorite scores of any movie. Um, Dario Marinelli is the composer and it's just, it's so lovely.
0: So I don't know this, this story. This is a, a, a pretty big blind spot for me just in literature and also in film. But, so, is Pride and Prejudice is that like a feel good movie though?
1: I think it definitely is. Like, it's a
0: romance, right?
1: It is a romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this comes in with there. There's a happy ending. The thing with Pride and Prejudice is Jane Austen also is is so funny, and I think there are hilarious like characters in Pride and Prejudice, and it's very witty. And I, I feel like it's very this is an uplifting movie and Kira Knightley as Elizabeth Bennett is fantastic and she's just like this smart woman who's not gonna compromise who she is. It's so great.
0: okay cool well I I just saw Kira Knightley we I was telling you I've been showing all these movies to my son, right? This one's not on my list, but we just watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, she's, a, oh. she's in that. I do I do like her I just I don't feel like I've seen her in a ton of stuff. I mean, I know she's been in a ton of stuff, but I don't know why I keep missing all the stuff that she stars in. But this is a blind spot for me. I haven't seen that *Pride and Prejudice*. So, but good, but good pick. I mean, what I the pictures and stuff I was just looking up online. It looks very beautiful, like you said. Costume design, set design. It looks awesome.
1: Oh, it's it's stunning. I used to have uh back when i was in college one of the like screenshots i had is like the backdrop on my desktop computer uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) back before i even had a laptop and i did check this one is also streaming on stars
0: nice stars has got it going on over there all right so we're up to our number ones uh after I Are you my, still
1: got to do your runner-up, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: I have to do my runner-up, and then we'll be up to our number ones. I'm sorry, I didn't. I phrased that backwards. <laughs> to say my runner-up, and then our number ones. But I did it backwards. Yeah. So my runner-up before we get there is also from 1987. So the mid '80s, obviously, I was in love with these flicks. Ooh. But this one is the only one that wouldn't be considered a comedy, even though I laugh many, many times throughout this movie at the banter between the. Uh, childhood Friends and Stand By Me is my number two.
1: Oh, good one.
0: So I love Stand By Me. Uh, you know, it goes back to a time when I was 13 years old. I was 12 going on 13, which ironically is the age of the boys in the film. So that probably has a lot to do with it, too, because I connected with them on, on that level. Uh, I was at the same kind of place in my life, at least in terms of age. But I had a sleepover at a buddy of mine, Michael's house uh, in middle school, and we he had this on VHS, and we watched it the entire night. We, we literally watched it over and over again, like five or six times before his parents woke up. Uh, we weren't supposed to. It was rated R. It was a lot of bad words in it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was kind of like we were being rebels, too, you know. Uh, but I have fond memories of that. And then ever since that night, I, it's just, I just watch it any time I get a chance to watch it. If it's on TV, I stop to watch it. Uh, if it's not, I make sure to pop it in once a year. Check it out. Um, I haven't obviously shown my son this one yet because he's not quite old enough for the language and some of the themes in it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, amazing soundtrack to this movie as well. Predominantly 50s music, taking you back to a different era, simpler time. And just, this it's a coming-of-age story. It's written by Stephen King, so it has the really kind of creepy kind of elements kind of floating in the background there. Um, but it's on the back burner and at the front and the heart of the story is, is this friendship between these guys and you know, what the next chapter in their life is going to be. And it really kind of hits you kind of like a gut punch at the end when it kind of, and I mean the story does too, but in the movie where it's like, you know, these people aren't going to be your friends forever. Like, you know, very rarely, very rarely do you remain friends with somebody you were friends with when you were 12 years old, you know? And it just kind of tells you that truth But it does it in a feel-good way at the same time. So it's kind of weird in that respect. It's a little bit of a juxtaposition there. But I really love this movie. I mean, it's one of my favorite all-time flicks. This actually is in my top ten movies of all time, Stand By Me. Uh, And so is my number one. So a little bit of crossover on my all-time list there. But that's my number two. What do you think of Stand By Me? You've seen this one?
1: I have seen this one. I did not see this one until I was in my late 20s. And I was so upset at myself for not seeing it before, because it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just always wonder, too, like from the female perspective, I don't know if it plays as well for women. I was just curious about that.
1: Hmm. I mean, it's it's been a few years now since I, I last saw it, but I really, really liked it. I, th- oh. I think it's a really classic coming-of-age movie, mm-hmm. and... You know, this was in the run with Rob Reiner just hitting it out of the park. He did mm-hmm. Stand By Me, followed up by uh, The Princess Bride, and then When Harry Met Sally. Like, Rob yeah, Reiner it. as a director in the mid-80s was just amazing.
0: Killing it. Yeah. no, yeah. I've already mentioned him twice on my list. I didn't even realize that until you just said that. But, yeah, he 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 had something going on there. Uh, he's, he's a good dude. I like Rob Reiner. He's still active on Twitter. He's He's pretty funny, so... All mm-hmm. right, so we're now we're up to our number one, Amanda. So yes. I think from a spoiler, I think you alert might know what <laughs> standpoint. I think I know what yours is, but I'm going to let you mention it and then gush about it since you kind of held your tongue before. Yes. What is your number yes. one comfort movie?
1: Uh, real fast, I just wanted to say Stand By Me mm-hmm. is on the, uh, it looks like CBS streaming or something, but it's free what? with ads on Voodoo.
0: Why is it streaming on CBS?
1: I don't uh, know. Wow, that's but a weird yeah, deal. Free on the with internet ads on Voodoo, Voodoo free with ads.
0: Okay, yeah, do that, yeah, do that. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, obviously my number one is The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I basically second everything that you said about it earlier. I love this movie. This is a movie that I, this is also on my all time top movie list. This is my number two movie of all time. Oh, okay. And it, it's like embedded in me.
0: Mm. If
1: you know what I mean? Like I literally know every single quote I've know i mentioned this on Amanda's Picture Show, A Go-Go, before, but I don't know if I've mentioned it when I've guested with you, that I have watched this with my nephews, and I took them to see it in the theater with that, like, same book-to-screen thing, and my one nephew turned to me and was like, Aunt Amanda, can you stop saying everything the characters are
0: saying? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I was like...
1: Oh, my God. I didn't even realize I was quoting along with it. Like, that is how much I just know this movie by heart.
0: Yeah, now I could see that. Who's your favorite yeah, character?
1: It's... Ooh.
0: You got to pick one. That's... I'm going to make you pick one.
1: Oh, you're going to make me pick one. Uh, Anigo.
0: You know, I was going to say Inigo, too. His, his, I will say his story is the most that, like, wraps me up the most. Like, his revenge arc in the movie yes really gets me and how he kind of hits rock bottom and then gets a glimmer of hope and he comes back you know what i mean he has that really cool uh narrative in that movie uh i love i mean there's so many great side characters we've talked about vincini i love billy crystal's yeah. character
1: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> billy miracle
0: Crystal. max oh man i
1: <laughs>
0: have i love Humperdinck <laughs> even not
1: Yeah, that's not a witch, that's my, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Like, Carol (laughs) Kane, everything is so fantastic.
0: Hubert Dank has the best one-liners when he's looking for Buttercup, too. When he's like, (laughs) I always believe everything's a trap. That's why I'm still alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, Chris Sarandon is so great. And you've, Christopher Guest, the whole cast in the movie is fantastic. (laughs) It is Yeah, what happened? And like you said, you just laugh. I still laugh at things, even just like talking about it. And it's so quotable. And uh, it's just. I love,
0: I I just, I I had, when when I was young, I had a goldfish. I named him Humperdinck uh, after (laughs) after that character. I don't know why. I just thought he was such a hilarious villain, you know? And even as a young kid, I don't, it just tripped me out. it still does. Now,
1: I I do have to ask did you call to this pet and go, Humperdink, humperdink, humperdink,
0: humperdink. I did. I should have. I missed an opportunity there, but I didn't. We used to call him Dink uh, for short, and he wasn't around very long, from what I recall, maybe like a month. But uh, you know, but I well, yeah. lo- when Dink's like, uh, she was alive. She's alive, or was an hour ago. If she is otherwise, when I find her, I shall be very put out. <laughs> oh man, it's too good to be true. All right, so that's your number one. Uh, the Princess Bride, we could quote it all night long, obviously. I, uh, could, I
1: Seriously, I could talk about this for hours, and I have. And
0: you have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, so my number one is not going to be too big of a surprise for any regular listeners to the show. Amanda, I'm not sure if you see this coming or not, but this is also in my top ten movies of all time. I don't remember where I placed it because I don't have that in front of me right now, but it is definitely in my top ten of all time. It is. Uh, I just showed this to my son, too, uh, about three nights ago. And he loved it. He wants to see the sequels. We haven't tackled those yet. But it's from 1985. It's Back to the Future is my mm. number one comfort movie. Um, I mean, nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. That is the reason.
1: Peter Pot- Peter from Podstalgic right now is just like fist pumping.
0: Yes. Uh, Peter from Podstalgic. <laughs> Justin, who I mentioned from Movie Geek, it's their favorite movies of all time. I think it's their number one, actually, of all time. Uh, but yeah, it's up there for me, too. I mean, you know, we were talking earlier about some of these iconic characters like Ferris Bueller and whatever. I mean, Marty McFly and Doc Brown are iconic characters. I mean, they were created in the mid 80s and Michael J. Fox like brought it to life. And Christopher Lloyd, they brought him to life. But those they just will live on forever. I mean, they'll be they'll those characters will still be in the zeitgeist 100 years from now because of what they did in the Back to the Future trilogy, in my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah. And the first one, to me, is a standalone masterpiece. I love the sequels, too. They're fun. But mm-hmm. I I could watch the first one. And me and Andy actually had this argument we talked about. Uh, uh, I think, I can't remember what the... Maybe it was movie sequels, actually, because I got mad at him for naming Back to the Future 2. Because I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that episode. But I, I remember now, because I had the brief where the sequel is better than the original, right? And he just had the brief oh. of it was like a sequel that he loves, like regardless if it's better or whatever. So when right. he's com- he comes out of the gate with Back to the Future 2 and I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> no, that's not better than, you know what I mean? He's like, that's not what I'm doing. No, not or whatever better so. than the
1: original. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But no, yeah, I mean, I love the sequels, but the, the original I could just watch it by itself and I do often, like I said, I just did the other night. Uh, it's just awesome. I mean, it's just such a... It's a time capsule to that era in 1955 when they go back in time. It's also a time Mm -hmm. capsule for us to the 80s when they're in present day. So you have two different eras in the same movie, two different kind of period pieces in the same movie. The soundtrack, again, is amazing. Huey Lewis and the News, among many other Mm tunes that are in there, are awesome. But, yeah, I love this movie. I mean, Biff, one of the great kind of stupid villains in movie history. Um Yeah, I I love Back to the Future. It's definitely one of my faves of all time. And just sitting here talking about it is making me feel good. So I know watching it makes me feel good. So that's my number one. Are you surprised by that? Yeah.
1: I am not really surprised. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I wanted to say, when you said, like, it makes you happy talking about this, I have to say, the whole time that we've been recording, I've been smiling every time we talk about a movie. And it's
0: great. Oh, good. Yeah, that's the point of of these flicks. And like I said last week, when we were talking about TV shows, it's like... It just gives you something to, you know, I mean, something to do. Frankly, <laughs> if you're if you're quarantined yeah. and and why not feel well, good while you're doing it, you know.
1: And I think a little bit of a salve because, you know, yeah, it's dealing with the boredom factor, but it's it's scary right now, and mm-hmm. everybody's dealing with a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, and yeah, true. If true. you can escape for you know ninety minutes, two hours into something like Back to the Future or The Princess Bride, and just be in some happiness for a while it's just hang out with marty mcfly hang out with buttercup it's going to be fantastic i agree and i forgot (laughs) to say
0: all right uh, so the princess
1: bride wasn't really streaming anywhere but uh it's rentable and then back to the future stars once again stars killing it
0: dang stars is all over this list i love it stars uh okay so give us a wrap up real quick of your five to one amanda
1: Okay, so my number five was The Sound of Music, which I never even said what it was about, but, you know, it's like nuns singing and Von Trapp children. It's great. Um uh,
0: hills. There's hills in there, I think.
1: There are. They're alive with that sound of music. Uh, <laughs> number four, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Number mm. three, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Number two, the 2005 uh, Keira Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. And number
0: one, The Princess Bride. There you go. Nice list. My number five was Dazed and Confused. My number four was The Princess Bride. My number three was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Two was Stand By Me. And my number one was Back to the Future. So let's do our honorable mentions. You know, I like to round out our top 10 here, Amanda. Did you do the same there? What, was your, what would have been your six through 10?
1: Yeah. And I thought you'd be very proud of me. I only let myself put five other movies on the list.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I had to incite that rule. I think maybe because of you. I'm just kidding. I yeah, probably. I have
1: you. a bad <laughs> habit, but I, no, I made sure I did not do any more than a total of 10. So this is not necessarily ordered six through 10, but this would fall in that. Sure. Um, drop dead gorgeous okay, 1999 yeah. comedy. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen it?
0: Oh yeah, love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, just hilarious. Uh that's another one I can quote along to nonstop. Uh in the musical category, West Side Story is another one I absolutely wa- love and I didn't it didn't break the top 5 because, you know, it also deals with like murder and suicide and
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> and uh you know, fight dancing. So, uh <laughs> I can understand where it wouldn't be necessarily comforting for everybody. Right. Um in the animated realm, I also had Lilo and Stitch on my list. Mm-hmm.
0: Good one, good one.
1: And uh then I have another 80s classic, Dirty Dancing.
0: Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I thought another about I thought I... about that one for my list, but it didn't make it, but it's so good. Oh,
1: so good. Another Jennifer Grey and mm. I, another one I used to watch every day with the sound of music. Cause, you know, I'm a weirdo. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, to round out my list, I had Connie and Carla, which I what? don't know if, do you no. know what that movie is? No. What is it? Oh my God. It's amazing. It's about, it's yeah. basically like reverse some like it hot. Like, uh, these two women, it's, uh, Tony Collette and Nia Vardalos and they get mixed up in like this drug thing and Mm. they escape by going to california and dressing up as uh drag queens and performing
0: oh wow well you had me at tony collette but it's sounding better as you continue so it's
1: it's so funny and the music again is fantastic because it's like tons of well for me it's like tons of show tunes and stuff it's Oh my god, it's so funny and it's like nearly impossible to find the DVD. Like it's out of print and it has been for years. I own it on DVD and I just checked. It's also on Stars.
0: Damn. What the hell, Stars? Damn, You're Stars. Killing it. People are going to think we just looked at the Star's Guide and picked our movies.
1: I know. All right, so
0: let me round out my top ten real quick, and then we'll do some fan feedback. My number six would have been That Thing You Do, a Tom Hanks-directed film. I love that film. That's a very feel-good movie to me. Um,
1: and yeah. again, and
0: again, it's a simpler time, and it's just a lot of fun. I showed that one to well, my son, too, the other day. My number seven yeah. would have been uh, Kevin Smith's first movie, Clerks, 1994, oh, the year the year I graduated okay. high school. Uh, I love Clark's. It's just another quotable, hilarious movie, and then another '90s gym, "Reality Bites." You know that Ooh. one with Winona Ryder and Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. All right, now don't now. You know I have. I, now, can I do a list without putting horror on it? I can't, right?
1: <laughs> no, you can't. So, I'm honestly surprised it wasn't in your top five.
0: <laughs> so my number nine would have been Scream, and I know it's about a psychopathic killer in a mask. Okay, I get it, but it's just. <laughs> I don't know. It just takes me... Again, it's nostalgia in the 90s. And it's a very fun horror movie. So, I mean, if you're going to have a slasher movie, it doesn't get much more fun than Scream. Um, It's funny. Matthew Lillard's character in it is one of the most hilarious horror performances ever. Um, Nev Campbell became one of the great Scream queens off, off of this franchise. So, Scream would have been my number nine. And then my number 10 would have been 1989's Batman. Michael Keaton, who is... To date, Mm -hmm. still my favorite Batman and Jack Nicholson's Joker. That would have been my number 10. So that would have rounded out my top 10. All right, Amanda, so you know what we like to do at the end of the show here. We head over to social media and open up the old suggestion box and see what some of the fans had to say. And we'll start on Twitter. We only got a few shout-outs over there, so let's uh, bang those out real quick. Our friend Gidget Von LaRue says the Burbs. (laughs) I know, Gidget's great. She says the Burbs, Drop Dead Gorgeous, and Clue. Clue's a good i've one.
1: never seen the verbs but obviously i'm down for drop dead gorgeous and i didn't think of clue but yeah clue's fantastic
0: clue's awesome i love the like multiple endings in clue and did you mm-hmm. hear that did you hear that ryan reynolds is going to redo clue like he wants to remake it
1: yeah i have mixed feelings about that but i'll probably watch it
0: oh. i love ryan reynolds though. i'm like sure dude whatever whatever you want to do bro uh i'm a big fan of his uh, Ryan Terry over on Twitter has got Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Nice, nice pull on that one, Ryan. Uh, also, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. That is a good one. Oh you ever yeah. Seen, you ever see Romy and Michelle?
1: I did. I watched it a couple years ago for the first time for Amanda's Picture Show a Go Go.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I
1: had a filmmaker on, and that had inspired something she did, and I was just like, "Why have I never seen this movie before?"
0: <laughs> and then he's also Ryan's also got Clue again uh batman returns so the sequel to my batman that i just oh. named and then tucker and okay. dale versus evil so ryan putting a little horror on his list too but his is a horror comedy but i do love tucker I, and Dale.
1: i always enjoy seeing what ryan puts on twitter for his yeah. lists and things
0: hey, he's got some good ones here. top five podcasts is also agrees with me on that thing you do high fidelity good fellas uh, hang on let me finish <laughs> let me finish wow. his list and then we'll go back <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Hold on a second. Spider-Man 2 and then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So on Goodfellas, that's my favorite movie of all time. However, to me, it doesn't necessarily bring me comfort uh, to watch it. But.
1: Yeah, because honestly, I was thinking of like movies I really love. And Goodfellas has come up time and again uh, when I've been on two peas. And it just wasn't going to be a comfort movie right now for me
0: (laughs) right no i get it uh ghosts of the stratosphere has uh the new spider-man into the spider-verse that's a good flick Mm. and we mentioned our buddy peter from Podstalgic. he also does the cobra kai companion podcast he says heart and souls which is i believe an 80s film with robert downey jr and then he also gave me a shout out for tough turf which is a film that him and i share from 1987 because it's a rare gem that, like, nobody has seen for God knows whatever reason, but it's got...
1: Yeah, I don't think I've even heard of that one. It's
0: on Amazon Prime right now. It's the cheesiest 80s Ooh. like kind of, like, love story uh, drama, but it's got a young James Spader. It's got a young Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it, it's We love it. I mean, it's it's like super cheese, but we just love that movie. So, look up Tough nice. Turf if you want to check that out. And then yeah. uh, the last one over on Twitter, Captain Hangry, Kate says legally blonde that's a good one i love reese witherspoon i really do uh so yeah i'll go for that one too all right so let's head over to the facebook fan page amanda so this is where we interact interact with our fans the most make sure you join up over there guys the information is in the show notes my boy justin who i love from epic film guys has got a gif of the joker from batman 89 so i it made my top 10 justin so hopefully that'll that'll hold you over there for a while in our friendship (laughs) But I do love that movie. Lauren Scott says Legally Blonde and Princess Diaries too. (laughs) Interesting.
1: I would put The Princess Diaries, that would probably be in like my top 20 comfort movies. But not the second one. (laughs) But, you know, it it does have Chris Heine and his beautiful blue eyes. True,
0: true. Uh Emily over on the Facebook fan page has got a couple good ones here. A couple good music movies too. She says Almost Famous and The Wedding Singer.
1: Oh.
0: Wedding Singer for sure is a feel good movie. Yeah, Wedding I'm like
1: Almost Famous I think could be a little rough for comfort depending on. But it, it it's so much of it has to do with what it feels like for you personally.
0: Yeah, I mean it's Cameron Crowe. He he has a pretty good way of like uplifting a movie at least towards the end of it so yeah. i can see where i can see where you're going with that uh travis crawford a good buddy uh of mine over on the page we're going to be linking up soon to to kind of be on each other's shows i can't wait for that to happen it was supposed to happen this week and and work got in the way can you believe it uh work at tra- yeah, work <laughs> travis's list would be running scared hot fuzz the bird cage that's a good one. The bird Oh my god
1: I, okay sorry i just have to okay. say the birdcage is actually one of the perfect movies to watch right now my mom put it on the other night and it just let us forget about everything for a couple hours it the was bir- great
0: yeah the birdcage is a good one i don't know why i didn't think about that one but that is a good one and then he's also got the big lebowski which is another good one mm. and uh princess i don't know how to say it Monacoke mononoke 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 That's one that's in my blind spot. I've never seen, but I've heard people talking about that one. Uh, Perry Wilson only mentioned a goofy movie. (laughs) That's good. He put up a nice gift from that one. Uh,
1: Nice.
0: Patron of the show, Carmen, has got Moulin Rouge, Practical Magic, The Birdcage, (gasps) and But I'm a Cheerleader. That's her list.
1: Oh my God, Practical Magic good right put the lime in the coconut <laughs> oh
0: yeah that's uh, sandy b right It's Hunter bullet love that yeah
1: yeah and nicole kidman and stalker channing it's oh my god yeah such a, a good cast
0: uh let's see a uh, previous guest on the show and a good buddy of mine michael has got his list here he's got stardust a knight's tale the princess bride legally blonde and hairspray you're probably Ooh, a big, that's you're probably a, a, good a fan list. of hairspray list.
1: Yeah, a good list. uh depends on which hairspray. Are you talking the musical, or are you talking the John Waters movie?
0: He didn't say, but I'm the only one that I. I mean, I like. I even like the one with Travolta. That's the John Waters one, right? No,
1: John Waters. So John oh, no, Waters that's the it's, it's a yeah that the one with Travolta is the musical. John Waters made hairspray with Ricky Lake back in the eighties.
0: And it's just a straight up movie. Oh, right, 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 right. Now and then it about.
1: became the musical. Yeah, it's a whole.
0: Yeah, the only one I know. History. The only one I know is the musical with with Travolta, and I liked it. And I'm not even a musicals guy, so I assume that's what he's talking about. But he's kind of a weird dude, so maybe I don't know. Maybe he's talking about the Waters one. <laughs> I have to get confirmation from. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, last couple I'll mention because they're kind of surprising. So Paul Chomo, you know him. I love him from Varmints. Yeah. But I, Paul. I don't know. Paul listens to the show, so maybe he can confirm this when he hears this back, but I don't know if he's trolling me, but he says Pacific Rim. Did you ever, did you ever see Pacific Rim? I think that's a I movie about the end of the world. <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I, I have seen that movie, but they do <laughs> save the world. Oh,
0: they do. Okay. I never saw it. I heard it was a piece of shit. It's,
1: um,
0: <laughs> it's so jokes. much better
1: than the second one. The second Her. one is literal garbage. Now, I don't want um, Paul to
0: Paul to be upset. With me. I'm not making fun of his pick. I just was like, is he kidding here? Because I thought the robots like I, killed humanity in it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's like robots versus giant monsters. And I know like people who are like really into Godzilla and stuff like that really love that movie. Like I have a couple friends who adore it. So And,
0: and then the last I one I mentioned. I don't know either. <laughs> Paul, you'll have to confirm. And then the last one I will mention is uh, my friend Deanna. She says 13 going on 30. I do love that with uh, oh, Jennifer Garner. And
1: that's got, yeah, more great music, great dancing.
0: Yeah, it's like um, it's like kind of like Tom Hanks is big, you know, from like mm-hmm. 20, 20 years later, you know. But that's a good one. All right, guys, that was it. That was our top five comfort or happy place movies. We hope you, Amanda, thank you so much for, you know, telling them where to stream all these too. That was a great idea. Hopefully you guys took notes on that and you can check out some of these flicks or just head to Stars. apparently. It's <laughs> like all like eighty percent of yeah yeah I would
1: say this app is fantastic. I mean, you can you can get it on like your laptop or whatever, but you can put it as an app on your phone also and it's called Just Watch. Yeah. And my I have to shout out my friend Nikki from uh six degrees of wiki turned me onto this app and it's wonderful. I it's the first place I go whenever I want to see if a movie's streaming anywhere
0: nice nice i'll have to start using that it's an app and a website or just an app yep yeah i'll have to start checking that out all right so why don't you tell the folks where point where you want to point them amanda i know you got a couple different things in the works right now so where can people find you online huh
1: yeah um the podcast like gerald said at the top um my main podcast is amanda's picture show go go it's a film podcast uh, I've kind of been on hiatus with a lot of life stuff going on, but I'm pretty regularly doing, uh, one of my other podcasts, Pod Appetite, uh, which is a bone appetite fan cast, uh, with three of my Lady Pod Squad friends. Uh, that's, uh, at pod underscore appetite basically everywhere. And then, uh, yeah, I, I told Gerald I have something in the works with one of my nephews during quarantine. He wanted to do a podcast. So, yeah. we've got something special coming up, but you can find all of my stuff on my website, which is AmandaAgoGo.com.
0: Well, listen, this is going to come out in the month of April at some point, probably mid, mid-April or so, and my guess is we'll still be in the depths of this quarantine and you know more <laughs> things will be coming out about COVID-19 and I just want to say I hope hope everyone's staying safe. You know, a lot of our show, uh, the two-piece, is recorded in advance, sometimes months in advance. So, uh, by the time you hear it, obviously, it's been recorded months before. But this one will be pretty current. So, I just want to tell people, you know, stay safe. And I hope you're making it through it. You know, this is obviously a very, very small thing that we're doing here. But we're Mm -hmm. trying to do whatever we can to help people. and. Uh, You know, we're donating our Patreon money, Andy and I, to research for a vaccine Uh, in the month of April. We're putting out episodes that are specifically, you know, designated to kind of help people that might be kind of shut in at the time, Um, you know. Uh, I was joking with Amanda before we started recording. You know, I still have to go to work because I'm quote unquote essential, <laughs> and I'm not saying that as a compliment. <laughs> but uh, because of that, uh, I still have to go to work six days a week. But it, it's scary. I mean, you you don't. I mean, you don't know. I mean, yeah. you could be you could be talking to somebody, you could be standing near somebody, and I mean, for all you know, they they could have symptoms. You know, so and actually, when they don't have symptoms, they might not even know. Is what I've been hearing lately too. So just be safe guys just wash your hands uh stay home as as often as possible to avoid the spread amanda did you want to say anything to the folks because this should be out within the next couple of weeks
1: yeah i just want to say like I, i know it's frustrating to stay home but that's why we've got these podcasts here and listening to uh all your pod friends and I was gonna say like if you have other comforting movies please at like include me in an at on Twitter or Facebook and let me know where I can stream your comfort movies too because um I'm watching lots of movies right now so I'm happy to check out other stuff and I loved hearing all the feedback from the um the listeners because that I, I got so many other ideas of things to watch right now
0: yeah I agree well, Amanda, it's always a pleasure when you come on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm sure you'll be back soon, hopefully. we, uh, we, we tend, crossed. We, we tend to hook up every couple months and do this, so it's a lot of fun. But that we were counting down our top five comfort movies. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Until next week, we'll throw another top five at you. Amanda, thanks so much for being here, on
1: Thanks for having me. All
0: right, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Two P's is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. We would like to give a special thanks to all our current producers, Kathy Ross, Dan Brennick, Caleb Brownlee, Justin Esquivel, Paul Chomo, Carmen Signey, and Daniel Henderson. If you would like to become an executive producer and help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at Patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, thank you for listening.